Shalom to all! Today we're going to learn Mishnah's Peo Perk Ches, Mishnah Vav, and Mishnah Zion. And today's Mishnahs are being learned Lilu Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basav, Yaakov, Misha, Her, Nisham, Shadav, Nalio, and Bishos, Rachel, Basav, Argetel, and Daniel, Yazar, and Spire, Rachel, Deshiv, Gibench, Mazar, Shakayama, Bakar of Mamish. And Mishnah Vav explains something that we had said in Mishnah Hey. Midazu, this measurement, these amounts that we learned about in Mishnah Hey, that every Ani has to receive, Amur, Bakayhanim, Uvalavim, of Israelim. It was said regarding Kayhanim, Levim, and Yisraelim. It doesn't make a difference who the Ani is. It could be he was a Kayan, could be he's a Levi, could be he's a Yisrael, you have to give him this amount that we had mentioned in the previous Mishnah. But now the Mishnah says, Hayimatil. let's say the Baal decides he wants to save some. Why would the Baal save some? That's because he has relatives that are in him, and he notices that his relatives aren't there when he's doing the distribution of his Maeser Ani. So he wants to save some Maeser Ani for his relatives. That's really nice of him. It's nice to save things for your relatives and try to help your relatives out. So he wants to save some for his relatives. How much is he allowed to save? The Mishnah says, He's allowed to save half of his Maeser Ani to give to his relatives later, and he has to distribute the remaining half to the Aniyam that are there. But let's say, this Balabayas only has a little bit of Maeser Ani. He doesn't have so much Maeser Ani. He doesn't have all the mounts mentioned in the previous Mishnah to be able to distribute to the Aniyam. Let's say, for example, there's 10 Aniyam over there trying to get their Maeser Ani, and he only has two Kav of wheat. Two Kav of wheat is only enough to distribute half of a Kav to four Aniyam, and he has 10 Aniyam over there. So what's he supposed to do? The Mishnah says, He places it in front of them, and they're going to figure out how to distribute it among themselves. We don't say that he takes the amount that he has and distributes it evenly among the Aniyim because the Mishnah told us previously he has to give a certain amount to each Ani. If he doesn't have that amount to give to the Ani, no problem. Just leave it in front of them and they're going to figure out how to distribute it among themselves. And now moving on to Mishnah Zion, we continue to learn how to give tzedakah properly to Aniyim. We're not allowed to give less to an Ani that's going from place to place. So it's fairly common for Aniyim to travel from place to place, from neighborhood to neighborhood, from city to city. They'd get a little bit of food, a little bit of money in one place, and then they would trudge on to the next place, to the next village. So an Ani, which happens to be in the city at that point in time, we're not allowed to give him less than this amount. So what is this amount that we have to give this Ani? We have to give him a kikar, which is a loaf of bread, bapundyon, that costs a pundyon, which is a type of coin, at a time that four saw of wheat cost a sella. Me'arba sa'in basella, that means four saw of wheat cost a sella. Meaning when the price of wheat is such that you can buy four saw of wheat for one sella, so a loaf of bread that could be purchased for a pundyon was a particular size. That's the size an onion needs to be given, even if wheat isn't that price, because that size loaf is going to sustain him for two meals, that's going to be enough for two meals for him. Let's say Lun, this onion is going to be sleeping overnight in the city, nice and light Parnassus Lina, so he also has to be given Parnassus Lina, whatever he needs for sleeping. He has to be given a bed, pillows, and blankets. Shavas, let's say he's going to be staying over Shabbos in the city, nice and so he has to be given enough food for three meals. Why three meals? Well, because we eat three meals on Shabbos. So we have to give him enough for three meals, not just two meals. Now the mission is going to describe two types of tzedakah funds, the tamchui and the kupa. So the tamchui was literally like the soup kitchen. The gabay tzedakah would go around in the morning and they would collect food from people's houses, a little bit of soup from one person's house, some bread from another person's house, a little bit of cereal and milk from a third person's house. Then they had a whole bunch of food and they would distribute that to the anim on a daily basis. Kupa was a city tzedakah fund that the Gabayim would go around and collect money from the Balabatim, from the homeowners every single week. People had to give money to this fund and then the Gabayim would distribute that money to the Aniyim. So the Mishnah tells us, If an Ani has enough food for two meals, he's not allowed to take from the Tamchui. He's not allowed to go to the soup kitchen and take food from the soup kitchen. He has enough for two meals. He can't take from the soup kitchen. He only gets from the Tamchui if he doesn't have enough food for two meals. Let's say, if this Ani has enough food for 
for 14 meals. That's enough for two meals a day for a whole week. He's not to take from the kupa. The kupa was meant to be given out at the beginning of the week for the Nim to have enough for the rest of the week. If he has enough for the whole week, he's not to take from the kupa. And now we just learned something about the kupa. When collecting money for the kupa, the gabayit staka have to go around in pairs of two. One gabayit staka for the kupa is not to come knocking on people's doors collecting this money. It has to be a minimum of two gabayim going around together. Because as we mentioned previously, every single person in the town had to give a certain amount of money. You couldn't get out of it and say, I don't have any money, I don't want to give, I gave last week. Every person had to give a certain amount of money. And if a person doesn't give that weekly amount, they were allowed to take a mashkain. They were allowed to take a collateral from him. They could go into his house and take something from his house until he gives that amount of money. Now, since these Gabay Tzedakah had this power to take something from him and force him to give that amount, it's like collecting taxes. And taxes have to be collected with a minimum of two people. And it's actually interesting, in my neighborhood in Yerushalayim, the Gabay for the Kupat HaShchuna, for the Neighborhood Tzedakah Fund, come around every once in a while, and two people always knock on the door. Not one, but two people. So yes, it is different than what this Mishnah is talking about, because in the case of the Mishnah, they were able to force the person to give, and nowadays they can't force the person to give, but they still do send around two people, because as the Mishnah says, only two people are supposed to be collecting, not one. And the Mishnah concluded that it's distributed by three people. Why is it distributed by three? That's because we have to assess, we have to evaluate each Ani, we have to figure out how much money he needs. Sitting down and making such an evaluation is like Dine Mominus. It's like a classic case of monetary judgment in Bezdin, and we know that a case of monetary judgment in Bezdin needs three people. Therefore, when distributing tzedakah money, there has to be three people involved in that distribution. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Ches and Mishnah Tes, which is the very last Mishnah in the Masechta. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.